All right, everybody. Uh, so tonight's an interesting episode, and with a character that hasn't been on the show for a while, so it'll take a little bit of setup um, to explain it. But we're excited to, to, to launch in this episode uh, because of a product in our new uh, Sleep With Me store uh, that we've got set up uh, in partnership with Night Vale Presents and Tapatico. And you can get there through sleepwithmepodcast.com or tapatico.com. Uh, you can just click, check the link in the show notes. Um, it's a real cool, easy way to get your Sleep With Me swag on. And speaking of swag, I think it was last summer where we had a, a, a guest on, a guest from the show, uh, which if you're a new listener, I can't explain it. I'll use my sleepy tones uh, to walk through what I recall is the history of this uh, this character. And then the character will come on, and they want to uh, talk back a little bit. Not not back-talking, but uh, they come from a segment called Nature Talks Back. Uh, their last appearance was last summer. Bernie the Butterfly is the character I'm talking about. And Bernie came on to talk about uh, uh, Bernie's favorite five seconds of summer swag. And uh, I guess... Uh, and now, uh, just a year later, so uh, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie is uh, part of a Sleep With Me swag and a tote bag you could get on our show. But so if you're new, let me walk you through the history of Bernie the Butterfly, because uh, it goes all the way back to the early days of the podcast, maybe. It may have been episode 100 that Bernie was first on, or it was a very early episode, because I was just... Uh, it was. It just went out uh, on Patreon a couple, like a couple months ago. Uh, so let me walk you through it, because I know some of you might say, "Scoot, you have guests on the show," and I say, "Well, I have guests, uh, guest, uh, guest personalities. Yeah, come, they come on the mic, well, well, right in the studio. Also, Bernie's not on time, but that's like a power move that Bernie uses. So I'm, I'm also feeling airtime." Uh, so once upon a time, probably in 2014, if it was uh, episode 100, because uh, we started the podcast in 2013, uh, uh, there was a butterfly. So I live in an apartment building. Well, I live in a house that was converted into apartments, uh, like probably, I don't know, a long time ago. Uh, so each uh, unit is a one-bedroom apartment. I think, it, I don't know when the last time it was a house. It may have been back in one of the WWs, but for, for where I live, which is rare, is that there's a, a vacant lot next door to my uh, apartment building. And in the Bay Area, that's kind of rare. And next door, of course, there's like, a, you know, it's an urban area, but there's a fair amount of uh, living beings there. Butterflies, uh, uh, forest friends, as we call them on the podcast, to avoid any... Because not all the forest friends people want to think about at bedtime. But you have the ones that people do do like, butterflies, birds, and uh, fuzzy, you know, fuzzy friends, squirrels. So people like squirrels, uh, caterpillars, I think, the roly-polies. We saw a roly-poly yesterday. Uh, or potato bugs. Uh, some people call them roly-polies. Uh, some people call them potato bugs. So they live in the lot next door. In in that lot, uh, defying all like a lot of these uh, these historical precedents about the lives of butterflies or lives of butterflies is a was a butterfly uh, named Bernie, and Bernie was my neighbor. And then at some point, according to Bernie, the the um, Mother Nature and the butterfly contingent, uh, they had had enough of me. And for some reason, poor LeVar Burton got dragged into all this. And I think just like a lot of things, LeVar Burton just happened to be a convenient target for the butterfly's ire, I-R-E. So what happened was, and they, I guess Bernie, Bernie is some sort of hyper-aware butterfly. And the, the Mother Nature and the butterflies and everyone that lived in the lot uh, said, Hey, Bernie, let's go talk back to these humans and tell them what's what. And Bernie has a, a personality that could be best described as gruff. Uh, I don't know how accurate that would be. But on the softer end, you could say he's a gruff butterfly. 
And so Bernie was more than happy to come on the show, on the podcast, to invite, invite themselves. But who's going to turn down a talking sentient butterfly who wants to complain about, uh, I mean, no offense, but I said, well, I want to hear what you have to say if you got, I love LeVar Burton. And so Bernie came on, and I think the crux of Bernie's argument was that they shouldn't have used butterflies fly twice as high. I can fly twice as high. Butterfly in the sky, I can fly twice as high. They were fixated on that. And then they also, Bernie had other complaints like uh, butterfly nets. Don't do it, uh, I guess I'd say, quoting Bernie. And just that they feel, butterflies feel like they've been co-opted. And that we don't appreciate how difficult it is to be a butterfly. Uh, and so Bernie and nature, Mother Nature Talks Back uh, was that, that segment. And Bernie got a chance to talk back. And then time passed. And I think every once in a while I'd see Bernie and I'd hear her harumph her uh, from a butterfly. And then you know how you go on the Internet, they call it the World Wide Web I'm trying to use coded language here. One day, Bernie found Bernie's Bernie in a, the World Wide Web, but not the worldwide one. One uh, localized outside my apartment, if you catch my drift. And I said, hey, Bernie, let me help you out of there. You're a butterfly, you're a friend of, you know, you're, I, I like Bernie. And after that, Bernie, I had to put Bernie in a shoebox and then... Um, you know, I made a nice bed for Bernie, brought him inside. Now, he claimed that that web, uh, like uh, like he, he had a sense of web sensitivity or something. And that's the only thing. Then I said, well, what do I give a butterfly? So I gave Bernie some uh, sports drink. Uh, and if any sports drinks companies want to sponsor the podcast, I'll horn your name right in there. Uh, but at the time being, we'll say the Kirkland brand because... Uh, that's the most, you know, that's the most cost-effective one. And so Bernie, it seemed like that Bernie was not improving, and Bernie's needs were increasing of being served hand and foot and being able to watch TV. And me being Bernie's best friend, but I don't know how, uh, whatever, two-way street it was, because I'd say, Bernie, man, I had the roughest. You know, I've, this was back... Uh, up until the, the end of 2017, I was like, Bernie, I had this full-time job. I have a podcast. It's, 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 and Bernie said, tell it to somebody else. You know, I got to bring me some Gatorade. And then Bernie came on the show a few more times. I think Bernie uh, didn't like uh, Owen and Mazzee. I don't remember why. I said, what don't, what don't you like about Owen and Mazzee? I think the whole co-opting thing again. So Bernie came on about that. Then Bernie came on because to, to talk back to me. What did I do? Oh, because of the Canadian Canada geese. Uh, I think Bernie. You know, I don't know how Bernie turned to that against me. That uh, when I go ru- running, especially when I had one of my day jobs, uh, I would get frustrated with all the Canadian can- Canada geese uh, leftovers everywhere. And them, like, hissing at me and stuff. But I think in the end, Bernie probably agreed with me, maybe, about the Canada geese. I'm not sure. And so that was a couple of years ago. And then at some point, and I don't know, like, so Bernie li- became my living, uh, living I'd say roommate, but a roommate would mean they pay rent and uh, do things, uh, and I tried to, I did wean, there were times I weaned Bernie off of Gatorade, just sugar water, and eventually lightly sugared water, uh, with, you know, the, the, that I had to drip to die, you know, to say, well, yeah, well, this is totally fruit punch, uh, water aid. But then Bernie would, like, uh, whatever. So we had this, like, uh, interesting relationship. Let's just say that. And to be honest, I'm a bit of a curmudgeon, too. So we were kind of like two. I don't know who was curmudgeon and who's not. I know Oscar and Felix. Uh, I don't know who's the grouchy one, but that would be me. I said, why couldn't I have gotten myself a fastidious butterfly that's good at organizing and uh, getting my life in order? And Bernie just would cry. If any time Bernie was down, I would say something like that. Uh, 
And then Bernie had like 8,000 punchlines so that, you know, your life is, you know, out of order and never, you know, the whole thing, uh, in fastidious butterfly, he would just go, like, he would go to the bathroom and close the door. And I don't even think he goes to the bathroom. I don't know how any of that works, but, and he would just be in there saying fastidious butterfly over and over again, laughing. And, but at some point when I was at work, uh, and Bernie was watching too much TV and also then Bernie learned how to get on YouTube. And this must've been, this was before. So this had to have been like 20, what is it? 2018, 17, 16, maybe in the 15, maybe 2015, maybe 2016. Cause I still worked a few days like in the Southern Bay area or at the northern northern end of the Southern Bay Area. Uh, Bernie um, fell, well, I'll say it, Bernie really developed a strong affinity uh, for five seconds of summer. And again, I'm not trying to uh, be funny because I do, there are boy bands I like. Uh, and it's not that I dislike five seconds of summer. I'm just, and I'm really, I'm just fairly, other than when Bernie comes on the show, I don't, I'm not super familiar with them. Uh, so I can't say that I have like an opinion of them either way, which I guess to a lot of like Bernie, that's incredibly offensive. Uh, and I said, well, I'm glad like, it's like when somebody's a fan of something like I like fish and mo- a lot of people don't, uh, I would prefer to say, well, that's great for you. I'm so glad that you love five seconds of summer. I mean, that's honestly how I feel. And then I say, holy crap, this is a butterfly. <laughs> And then I enjoy it on about 5,000 different levels. Uh, I have a butterfly that lives with me, and he's a grouch, uh, a super grouch, uh, just to be clear. And he loves five seconds of summer. That is the deliciousness of life, if I've ever heard of it, you know. And so at some point, I pulled some strings, and Bernie got to interview. I pulled some strings in my imagination, and Bernie had the opportunity to interview the five boys, the boy, boys, or I think they're men. Even then, I think they were men or boys. Let's say I think he called them boys. So he called them the boys uh, for five seconds of summer. And that went pretty good. It was really a good gripping listen uh, to sleep to. And I guess, I don't know if his, he was already a fan then. And then at some point last summer, he said, I want to come on the show and I want to do, because I got a lot of five second summer swag to talk about both official and unofficial five seconds to summer merchandise. And he also like, uh, he has a strong, like, he also has like a, like a mentor type feeling for one of the uh, members of the band. There's a, is it like Killian, Killian and, uh, there's Ashton, there's like the kind of two, there's like the Paul and John, uh, those are Beatles references. I don't think since Paul and John, before uh, Ashton and Kendall, or uh, w- w- anyway, he, he had an affinity for one of the two, kind of, like there's a, definitely one lead, no offense to Bernie. And then there's kind of like, uh, there's like the second lead. I'm trying to think in... Uh, in pop culture, I'm sure there's like a lot of characters where you say, you know, they can't, whatever. They say, well, I'm not sure if you're the Paul, you know, you're the Paul or the John. Anyway, no, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying, just, just stating, these are just my opinions, by the way. Yeah, it could be totally off base. And I also think Bernie kind of uh, had some, like, uh, assumptions that one of the other five seconds is one of the five seconds of summer, which is strange. There's only four of them. So I don't know if it's, I, I think probably the name comes from, it feels like summer only goes for five seconds. Uh, uh, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm sure Bernie will have a comment on who he likes and who doesn't, but he's a butterfly. So his memory is not excellent, uh, except for gripes. He's really good at remembering gripes. Uh, so that's kind of it. I mean, if you're sensitive or anything, Bernie, you know, I've, I've got him, you know, I can pause it and calm him down. But he does have a bit of an accent and he's a bit of a grub. Like, think he cab driver. Like, wait till you see him on the tote. What he looks like on the tote is what he's like and uh, his personality is like. Uh, 
but he's really a lovely person, and he's here to talk. Like, he's not happy about the tote bag, I don't think, but really, he, you know, he is. He, who, how many people would get put on a tote bag? And I also think he's just here to talk about more five seconds of summer stuff. So um, without further ado, I'm going to pause it and go find Bernie because he, like, uh, also he's got that diva thing. So I said, I told him 30 minutes before I wanted him here. And now it's like 25 minutes after that. Uh, so he's probably lying around somewhere waiting for me to bring him a, a chilled sport drink. Uh, so I'll be right back with Bernie the Butterfly. All right, everybody, I'm back here with uh, Bernie the Butterfly, and we're going to be talking a little bit about five seconds of summer. And Bernie wanted me to mention uh, that they're going to be on tour. Their new album, Young Blood, is either out or available for pre-order. I don't know when this episode's coming out. Uh, but in August, they're going to be the Meet You There tours, uh, August to September. Uh, October, uh, they're also going to be doing like a lot of the, uh, you know, radio, uh, festivals this in June. Uh, so keep in the lookout. You don't want to miss five seconds of summer. If you don't know who they, whom they are, uh, if I, this is uh, finally, I looked it up. Bernie told me to though. Um, they're an Australian pop rock band, five seconds of summer or, or five SOS. Yeah, from Sydney, they started as YouTube celebrities uh, and uh, hit the fame, or, you know, rose to fame. They were on tour with One Direction on the Take Me Home tour. And in 2014, they had their debut, debut single, She Looks So Perfect. Uh, they've, they've been really, really successful. Um, where's the band members here? Oh, the band, no, no. So Luke Hemmings, uh, Callum Hood, Ashton Irwin, and Michael Clifford. And, uh, hey, Bernie, why don't you take a sip of that, uh, uh sport drink? Uh, yeah, I think Bernie gets Ashton and Luke mixed up. I think he likes Ashton and Luke's the one he has an eye out for. Uh, but let's see, they all went to school together. Yeah, Luke Hemmings kind of was, uh, uh, the one that kicked it off with uh, covers of uh, uh, different songs like Mike Posner's "Please No, Please Don't Go" and uh, other songs, and then he was joined by Ashton Irwin and drums. I would have thought Callum would have played the drums because he's kind of the toughest one. It seems like or Michael. I thought Michael played the drums too. For a while, Bernie was calling him blue hair, green hair. Yeah, but Bernie, is there anything else you want? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, friends beyond the binary, uh, natural creatures, great and small, uh, even inorganic beings or just in, in anything listening, uh, uh, well, I want you to introduce you to Bernie the Butterfly. Yeah, Bernie the Butterfly here. Thank you, thanks, thank you, Scooter. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for mentioning uh, my boys at uh, Five Seconds of Summer. I realize the men now, and I appreciate you mentioning the tour uh, and the, the new album. They're very, very entertaining, uh, not to be missed. You could, uh, in a, in a, in a, you know, in, in a generationally go, you know, grandparents, uh, parents, and your children. Uh, so please check out Five Seconds of Summer. And in Five Seconds of Summer, you know, I'm giving you the free promos already. And uh, speaking of promotions here, you know, Bernie the Butterfly comes on the show for Nature Talks Back. Uh, boom. Uh, we hear it. We, I come on the show to set, to set the record straight. Uh, and you could see just in the history of the podcast how well that's going. Uh, because the humans, you know, you don't necessarily listen to anything we're saying to you. And uh, so whatever, clear the wax out of your ears already. Uh, Scooter also told me, because of humans, you know, you can only talk in subtext, Bernie. But I'm here because I got a specific gripe, which is uh, that I hear about myself being portrayed by, a, and by the way, I don't think the artist listens to this friggin' podcast, but if he does, uh, Ian with two eyes, uh, whatever, A's, or whatever it is, uh, you might, you know, you might think you just, uh, yeah, I got my eye on you. My two eyes, by the way, which are on antennae, so I got a good look. I can find you uh, if I need to be. Uh, so this Odyssey, he put me on a, a, a tote bag, 
And uh, there was another fella involved with this planning of this thing called Adam. So also, if he's listening. Uh, okay, Bernie, let me just, uh, I'm fully responsible for the tote bag. And yes, uh, Adam and Ian were involved in it, uh, helping me. Uh, but they only, uh, they, they, they actually did the hard work. I did the, uh, but the work that, the blame work of saying, what does Bernie look like? Uh, if that comes down to me. Oh, yeah, by the way, how, how exactly did you, uh, describe me, pot boy? Uh, well, first, I, I just kind of gave a general overview, which was uh, that uh, you don't like LeVar Burton, uh, Grouchy Butterfly. I think that's what I first started. But then the artist kind of reached out and said, well, I need more detail. Oh, really? So, you know, I, I, I just have an opinion of LeVar Burton's treatment of butterflies, actually. It is independent of LeVar Burton as a person or being. It is just his actions and the impact they've had on the butterfly community and the perception of the butterfly community. Okay, I get that. But um, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, well, so then he said more detail. And I, I, I kind of said, well, he, he, I, you know, like, uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, bud boy. Tell me, tell me what you told the artist exactly. Well, I said, uh, this is what I tried to say. I said, he's a bit like David Johansson from Scrooge, uh, but he could be like the younger David Johansson too. Uh, and, uh, but you know, but, but, but like the gruffy side, uh, like, a ca- like David Johansson as a cab driver in Scrooge, I guess. Oh, well, how, uh, charming actually. And uh, that is one of my favorite characters from the movie Scrooge to movies in general. And, uh, well, thank you, Pot Boy. I'm touched you think I'm so handsome. No, I mean, he is, he is a very handsome man. Uh, uh, so, and I think, uh, I mean, in that movie, he had a lot of makeup on. Ah, oh, so, uh, would you prefer me in a cab driver makeup, Pot Boy? Or, uh, well, I think, you know, you could, you, uh, I don't know, I think it would be interesting if we, if there was a New York Dolls Bernie, a Scrooge Bernie. And then a, just a solo uh, David Johansson Bernie. I don't think we would need a Buster Poindexter Bernie, but I think if anybody, like, yeah, but how come there's not going to be a Buster Poindexter Bernie? I don't think that, like, David Johansson would want that. And, uh, uh, I mean, it, that, yeah, uh, I mean, I think the first time I saw that was on, like, on Nickelodeon or something. Oh, so, uh, we, okay, well, I, 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 wow, I did not realize you, uh, a pod boy. I'm really, because re- I thought you would have said something, you know, much more ridiculous, a f- fantastical. Uh, but I really, uh, I'm really pleased with how you, uh, you had me described. Well, I think it was important. I mean, uh, 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 and, and, uh, you know, that wasn't, you know, it was, it was between Adam and Ian working together that really came up with a positive vision of you. Uh, so like, I can't take credit for that. Only if you, the things you're unhappy about. Okay, bad boy. Well, let me tell you what I'm unhappy about here. I'm on a, to- I'm on a tote bag. Well, you, uh, you do like, uh, how am I supposed to friggin' carry a tote bag? I'm a butterfly. What is a butterfly going to do with the tote bag? Well, I thought tonight we, maybe we would talk about the history. Of, or you could talk about the history of tote bags, uh, and by talking about it, you might realize what benefits not just being on a tote bag is. But as we delve into the into like history of the tote bag, and you read a couple articles, uh, and you can comment on them however you wish, you might get an idea of uh, what a tote bag can hold, and it might change your opinion. Oh, bad boy, I see where you're going already. You butter me up by uh, calling me David Johansson. Uh, and having me all handsome-like, which is a good move, because, uh, you know, all the butterflies talk about me. I mean, I don't know if anybody's heard of any other butterflies by first name, uh, but so I may be the most famous butterfly of all time, uh, because it wasn't the butterfly in the sky. That one was getting, you know, comparatively worse than the humans that were going twice as high. Also, that butterfly didn't have a name, And I don't know. So I think I'm pretty good. I'm pretty popular, huh? 
You're popular enough to go on a tote bag, Bernie. That says a lot. And your token phrase is there. Nature talks back. Yeah, so just remember that, you, you humans. Uh, uh, that's how I say it because I mean it. Uh, okay, so how can I talk about this? How am I going to get my surprise, Spot Boy? Well, I know you can't carry a tote bag, but but I was thinking we could have had one made, a miniature tote bag. But then what good would that do you? Because I know what you would want in the tote bag. Uh, we know I would have to carry it anyway. Okay, so where do you want me to start? Oh, thank you, Pot Boys. Pot Boys handing me my, uh, I feel like a news anchor here. Now, this here is from Racked.com, R-A-C-K-E-D, A History of the Humble Tote Bag. It is written by Annie Irish, A-N-N-I Irish, uh, May 5th, 2017 here. And I'm going to be paraphrasing him from this here article here. From the carry-all uh, to your local public radio pledge drive, hipster bags with obscure artisan quotes. Uh, to slick leather versions. Uh, the humble tote bag serves many purposes. Uh, dressed down or dressed up. Handy to have around. And higher-end ones are gaining in popularity over here. Uh, the bag serves a useful purpose, but it, nobody cares about the history because you're too busy humaning around. Uh, the etymology of the word tote to carry goes back to the 17th century. Uh, but it took you humans uh, fast forward a few hundred years uh, for the bag to get popular during the 19th century. It's uh, served many purposes over the years, but in the 40s, uh, Maine-based store L.L. Bean uh, put it on its map by introducing the ice bag, uh, which would let you uh, carry ice in. And that's how the tote was uh, started. It was reintroduced in the 60s in the same form. Yeah, it says uh, Mary Rose McKinnon of L.L. Bean. Uh, now they call it the boat bag, which is one of the most popular items uh, based on the ice bag. And, yeah, they change around elements to make it look nice. I think Scooters Ain has one of these things. They've seen it before. Yeah, his Aunt Molly. Uh, but, yeah, while there's a lot of knockoffs and things, and they sell them in a variety of sizes, handle lengths, materials, and finishes, uh, and uh, new on-trend colors seasonally, yeah, even options like a zipper top, leather handles, and waxed canvas. It should all be a friggin' wax canvas. That's how you keep your ice in there. Uh, while they don't say how many they sell, uh, yeah, they do say they make a half a million a year in the factory in Brunswick, Maine. In the 50s, it got popular for using it in chores. Uh, and uh, during the 60s, American designer Bonnie Cashin created the Cash and Carry Tote, C-A-S-H-I-N, not Cash and Carry, like the stores. Uh, Cashin's elegant design helped bring the tote to another level. Uh, there's an everyday ease about the bag that is yet to be captured by other retailers. Uh, then, in the 80s, uh, 1980s, by the way, over here, where I may be riding around in a cab with David Johansson in New York City, uh, the Strand introduced its version of the bag, which you can still see on the city streets today and in the hands of tourists everywhere. Uh, Lisa G., uh, the head designer, uh, it was uh, first introduced in the 80s. It was a blank uh, tote, uh, uh, duck cotton canvas with uh, red letters uh, saying the store's name, address, and phone number. And slogans like 18 miles of books. Uh, its design has evolved over the years as well. In its popularity, the Strand bag continues to grow. 89,000 uh, totes were sold by Strand in 2016. And they really take the time to uh, make it uh, very uh, time-based and, uh, you know, based on artists, uh, authors, or uh, current events. Uh, like, kind of current events, like Nature Talks Back. Uh, talk about a current event, bad boy. It's been a current event since you humans were around. And uh, you got to keep the designs fresh, unless, you know, there's some sort of iconic figure that goes on a tote bag 
And they say, that's it for tote bags. Just keep this figure on there. A simple message uh, that everyone could agree upon. And a handsome butterfly. Once you do that, that's it. Peak tote bag. Yeah, over time, the strands have made improve. The strand has made improvements like uh, handles, Velcro. Uh, they've worked with uh, greater artists. I don't know if any greater artists than this uh, young Ian, uh, uh, the young man who does. You know, who did me. I have yet to meet him and know what his real name is, but uh, I'm very happy about it. Uh, uh, high-end totes are making their way down the runway as well over here. Uh, there's Madwell totes and Maddie Well totes, uh, Prada. Hey, Prada, how about you put me on your friggin' tote bag already? Uh, and uh, they're durable. Canvas is durable, but luxury, you know, they want other stuff. Uh, plush velvet leather, uh, high-end bags. Uh, that's the Madwell uh, transport totes. And how about this? Uh, even IKEA, where Scooter buys all his uh, furniture, has popularized the tote. They have that big, uh, big old bag there. And in uh, 2016, that bag's got a makeover. And uh, they, hey, somebody, a company, did a high-end version in France uh, by a luxury bag maker. Uh, so the nice, and uh, let's read him one more article here about. Uh, uh, tote bag history. What else have we got? Oh, no, we got uh, two more articles here. Because uh, Scooter said, well, you got to talk about public radio. But here's another one, Startup Fashion. This is from July 15, 2017. Uh, look at the history of the tote bag. It doesn't have an author, so I'm wondering if it, uh, let's see what it has in here. Uh, let's see, 17th century toting involved uh, transporting items by hand in some kind of bag. Uh, they probably didn't look like today's totes, uh, but they're loosely considered to be their first uh, iteration. Oh, verb, to tote. We were toting stuff around in the 17th century. Uh, and then it began to go from a verb to a noun uh, when L.L. Bean did the ice bag. Yeah, boxy bag, cut from heavy canvas. Yeah, sturdy, versatile bag was a hit. Uh, yeah, then in the 60s, as we said, Albin upgraded the bag. Then Bonnie Cashin came in. I think it was, does it say she did it for herself or for Coach the first time? I don't know. Yeah, then it became good for advertisements in the 70s and 80s, which we covered with the Strand. Uh, Birkin bag. This is what it's a Birkin bag. is a tote, a functional piece, and a trend. Uh, uh, build a better tote is the Birkin bag. Uh, as you might know, this story goes in that Jane Birkin was seated on a plane next to Hermes uh, Jean-Louis Dumas in 1981. Uh, her straw tote got emptied out. They said, hey, let me get make you a bag for jet setting. I'm not familiar with, how come I'm not on a Birkin bag, actually? It'd be nice. I'd like to be carried by jet setters. Uh, oh, no, I wouldn't, because you're, flying, you're too busy flying twice as high as butterflies. Uh, so don't do any jet setting. Then there was it bags uh, uh, from uh, the variations on the tote from people like Kate Spade, uh, Louis Vuitton, and, of course, which was mentioned, uh, they say in this one, slightly lower end, but popular Madwell transport totes. Oh, here we go. This article is by Jessica Bucci, Jessica B-U-C-C-I. So that's good. We had the author there. And as that one's from uh, startupfashion.com. Okay, bad boy, this is the last friggin' article I'm going to read over here. Uh, this one's from the Atlantic... Uh, Atlantic, theatlantic.com, how NPR tote bags became a thing. And this is by uh, Adrienne LaFrance from uh, April 20, April 16, 2015. Uh, a lot of you know that, uh, well, NPR is only 44 years old. Hold the phone. What the hell? That's the news to me. Uh, you know, I was a butterfly. I've only been aware of the radio for a few years anyway. Uh, but tote bags are synonymous with public radio. They started as an incentive as a thank you. As we know the history of them, they've been around for a long time. 
Yeah, but uh, they're indel- indelible uh, part of uh, NPR is an indelible part of the object itself. Uh, uh, they talked to Barbara Sopato uh, of NPR, uh, who does uh, consumer products. Uh, uh, she says people just liked tote bags uh, in the early 70s when public radio began. Hey, hey, you, hey, United States, what in the heck took you so long? 19 friggin' 70s. Yeah, but Sopato told, uh, let's see, it's easy giveaway, affordable and useful. Yeah, it fits in with public radio, grassroots people, kind of like people who would buy a tote bag from a pod boy. Yeah, they uh, they have, let's see, NPR, uh, they opened uh, the shop 15 years ago. And uh, they sell, now they sell a lot of mugs and tote bags. They didn't start selling them right away. Uh, so in addition to giving them as incentives, uh, they also sell the tote bags. So do all the affiliates uh, as a part of the local pledge drives. And uh, people still, uh, uh, Sopato says, we've raised all boats by filling the world with more tote bags. Uh, you know, now they have a lot more uh, branded merchandise, which is cool. Uh, they have, uh, oh, this is funny here, Nina Totenbag, uh, which uh, features the likeness of longtime legal affairs producer Nina Totenberg. I, I love hear, her, hearing her name on the radio because uh, the pod boy, he listens, to, uh, he listens to local Bay Area public radio stations. Uh, somewhat, but somewhat unusual uh, objects are becoming. Uh, are you going to? Are they trying to say that having a Bernie the butterfly in a tote bag is unusual? Yeah, but it's uh, in a increasingly competitive news environment. Specialization is a way to sell standouts. Uh, they're selling one of a kind items. I think any tote bag, even mass made, uh, that has a butterfly on it, is one of a kind. Okay, Bernie, that's great. Uh, uh, thanks. You could go easy on the um, in, on the. Uh, so, oh, you want me to go a little easy? Okay, Scooter. What do we have next here? Well, I thought you you could. I have some images of uh, five seconds of summer tote bags. I thought you could. Oh boy. Okay, hand it over. I'll I'll go through it with the audience here. Good night, everybody. Oh boy. So I'm looking here at different five seconds of summer ones. The first one is a silhouette. Uh, and a black tote bag, and uh, it's a gold silhouette of the boys, uh, uh, just, uh, you know, the silhouettes. And uh, it then in, um, actually, funny enough, uh, the kind of font that looks like uh, uh, old-fashioned label make, it says five seconds of summer, and then it has the five seconds of summer hash mark, uh, uh, the next bag, this looks a little more official. That looks like a, maybe a fan bag. This has, uh, uh, you know, when you're sad after you lose love, a uh, heart with a break. Uh, yeah, but then with a safety pin back together. And then with a, one of the new official uh, Five Seconds of Summer logos. That's a nice one. Uh, very nice art there. Uh, this one could be official too. It has a big, it's a black uh, tote bag here. And it has a white circle with uh, the hash mark five and then SOS. Uh, and then underneath it says five seconds of summer. That's a nice one, but I don't know if uh, not for me. Oh, and then here's one of these more upgraded ones, uh, which has both uh, pictures of the boys from uh, five seconds of summer in one direction. Uh, they're not just a band to me, it says, in between. Now, now of course, five seconds of summer's on top. Uh, so, uh, and it goes uh, uh, Green Hair, uh, Luke, Ashton, and Callum. And uh, only two or three. Uh, and then down below, I think Harry Styles is the only one I know down there. He looks a bit like the Joker. Yeah, this is a messenger bag with uh, full... Uh, uh, the boys from the waist up, I mean, the dressed and the, the standing sideways pitches, uh, very well lit. Uh, and it says five seconds of summer. Oh, here's a nice one. It's a Michael Clifton signature tote bag. 
It's just a white tote bag with black handles with Michael's signature on it. And his handwriting is not as bad as Scooter's, but it's not. It looks like it says, oh boy, holy cow. This is lovely. I would like this one. It is kind of the same bag as earlier, but a different print. It's a white tote bag. And it has a circle. Uh, but instead of being a black circle, it's this beautiful uh, uh, white uh, flower print. Uh, you know, I, I could suck the nectar from. And it says hashtag 5SOS. Uh, and then it says five seconds of summit in the same. Uh, well, that's a lovely floral, floral tote bag. Uh, beautiful flowers. Uh, because when I listen to five seconds of summer, I feel like it's spring. You know, that's how Bernie feels. Okay, this one I do not like at all. Uh, probably a fan bag. No offense, uh, but uh, it uh, says it has a circle at the top with five SOS hashtag. Uh, no, the hash hash marks, a hatch, whatever it is. I don't care. And then SOS. Then it says five seconds of summer. And then it has a shot of the boys, but then some weird filter, so it doesn't look like them. You can't see the faces. Uh, they look like something out of a science a science fiction thing. And they don't look like, I mean, the handsome, uh, why why would you want them uh, looking like that? Uh, now, this next page is a collection. It's another floral print bag with roses. I like that one. Uh, yeah, I might have to zoom in here to see how, how it won't let me zoom in. Then there's another one of just the boys from the eyes up, all four of the heads drawn. I don't see what it says, probably the names. Uh, I can't see it. Then there's another one. Uh, these ones are nice. Uh, there's uh, one of the boys all standing and they're tied together with uh, ivy or something. Then there's one of the boys jumping with a circle behind them. It says five SOS. So it says five seconds of summer below them. Uh, then there's a more drawn out five SOS bag against a black logo, a black background circle with red. And then a couple of, uh, like, instead of Dios de los Muertos, uh, it says like uh, Dios de most love five seconds of summer because it has hearts in its eyes. And then one that's just a big deal, stay los muertos, uh, but with hearts in its eyes. Uh, and says five seconds of summer underneath. Uh, then there's a one uh, fan-made one of a piece of fan-made art with a young woman. Uh, and then it says, good girls are bad girls that uh, haven't been caught over here. So some lyrics there. Oh boy, this one is uh, interesting, but not my thing. It's like a newspaper, one of the, uh, like, uh, what are those things called? Uh, tabloids. It says chalk sound or something. World exclusive five seconds of summer. It has Ashton there. And see, I told Scooter, I like Luke, not Ashton. Ashton has always got to be up front. Ashton, we're not here to fight people's for people's approval. So there's Ashton out there getting up front on a tote bag. Uh, here's another one, uh, another fan bag. Uh, it's got some neon. It has the boys, but the faces are covered up with Dios de most love five seconds of summer faces. Uh, so not bad. Uh, here's another one, maybe official. Uh, it's black. It has... Uh, uh, four squares that kind of look like they're stitched on of the boys, uh, like kind of like a shot uh, of shots of the mug, uh, and the mouths are covered with green ha uh, green X's, uh, and then it says five seconds of summer with the hash marks in green. That's an interesting bag. I would say I would say don't bring that bag to New York City, but because. Uh, Here's a simpler bag that just says, don't let the colors fade to gray. You know, one of the famous great lyrics uh, there, and they're fading from blue to gray. Uh, here's another bag that just says punk rock, uh, which everybody, you know, that's what you think when you think five seconds of summer. The Pod Boys are laughing about that for some reason. Here's another one that says, derping since uh, 2011. 
Five seconds to summer. I don't know what derping is. I'm going to have to look that up. I, I mean, I thought I knew the boys, but I guess I do not. Uh, he is the official five seconds to summer book made into a purse. That's not a tote bag, by the way, pot boy. And we have some more tote bags here, but I've not seen anything new. But the pie boy has a couple more links for me to follow. Oh, here's one that's nice. It says, nothing is better than you. Uh, so that was on Google. We'll go over to Etsy here and see what we have here. Oh, I got to buy myself some tote bags. I hope the pie boy sells a lot of those tote bags because I got a lot to buy with his uh, credit card. Okay, these are drawstring backpacks. Now, I have to say something. This will be like six months after, but the pod boy went to PodCon, and he got a, to- uh, a drawstring backpack, and most people scoff at those, but his daughter got so much mileage out of that drawstring backpack that I just want to say, uh, Hank Green, great job, uh, because that really was a quality drawstring backpack. I'll never say anything. The pod boy said that. He said, uh, holy cow. These actually drawstring backpacks actually are pretty great. And they said, yes, if you put a reasonable thing in there, like two sweatshirts and some sunglasses and some sunscreen, you're fine. Uh, so these are just drawstring backpacks. There's one that says Callum, uh, Clifford, 95, Luke Hemmings, Don't Stop, uh, Youngblood. That's a new album, by the way. Get it while it's hot. Uh, Okay, let's go over here to Redbubble and see what's bubbling up over there. Okay, here's, this isn't bad here. They got some tote bags here. You complete complete me. But then uh, Luke Hemmings wrote up, uh, uh, completely me's me up, Hemmings. Uh, then we have some fun art of uh, the boys, uh, of different profiles of them. Then we have like the famous uh, notebook art that uh, boys are so well known for. I got so excited. I clicked, you know, that you see with all the names of the song. So many, uh, you know, for me, real fans like me, uh, so many cookies and things to discover in there. So that would be a nice bag for me to pass the time looking at. Also, by the way, there's a butterfly on there. Not as handsome as I am, though. You know, just a butterfly, regular, a generic uh, butterfly. Uh, there's a nice one with uh, Anchor that says real bands save fans uh, and real fans save bands. Uh, that's a nice one. Uh, there's some emoji ones. Uh, there's ones with the boys' initials. Uh, one that says Ash, a double X. Uh, one of fans chasing them. Uh, a lot of ones with lyrics. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. If you want to find love, then you know where the city is. Uh, voodoo towel, because I can't help control myself. Uh, tell me where you're hiding it. Uh, yeah, fluent in English, a fangirl, and sarcasm. That's me. Oh, boy. Uh Another one with, like, uh, artwork based on the songs. I'm lonely like a castaway. Oh, that's what I say sometimes when I'm thinking about Luke. I say I just like to keep Luke, uh, you know, from getting from Ashton trying to take over everything. But uh, he doesn't listen, I don't think. Uh, come take a walk on the wild side, new broken scene. So a lot of options out there. But I'll be honest, if you're going to spend your money on a tote bag... Uh, I mean, I, I I know those guys have plenty of dough, the five seconds of summer, so why wouldn't you get one with Bernie the Butterfly? Yeah, but that's it, humans. I guess I don't have much to talk back to you about. Uh, so it's just been Bernie the Butterfly here, just checking in. Good to talk to all of you, and uh, to see you soon. Good night. Okay, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Uh, I want to thank everybody who reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Adam Can. Uh, I said, love, love to you, Scooter Works. Every time you don't last more than five to ten minutes, good night. Uh, dog Mom says, uh, Scooter helps. Uh, uh, scooter's the best way to get to sleep. Thank you, Scooter. 
Uh, Ella X from the UK says, not like any other podcast for sleep help. I've been using these for a while, on and off when I can't sleep. Enormously calming, always helpful. I'll never understand how someone is good at ranting and sidetracking or how much of it is form of uh, to help sleep better. Yeah, I'm grateful either way. Keep it up. Thank you. Uh, Maya Maya says, uh, this really works. He drones on and on. Knowing how to be so boring is a strategy. I'm truly impressed. Puts me to sleep before I finish the episodes. Uh, Megan157 from Canada says, great if you're stressed or you have insomnia. Uh, you know, I, I bounce around listening to different ones. My brother can keep me up, and uh, this helps so much with that. A uh, nice, calming show. Every episode is different. Makes you feel as if you're having a dream. I suggest uh, playing a game or something. It's a podcast in the background. You'll be entertained and be falling asleep. Uh, like a Drum, 808, says, uh, you sleep with me on and off for years. Usually it's a last resort. I used to prefer to listen to music. Recently, though, I've really needed a podcast. Uh, fast five or nights or so, I've been queuing up eight episodes of Sleep With Me and falling asleep because they're the only thing that uh, helped me sh- with stress. Uh, and that way, if I wake up in the middle of the night, the pod's still going, so I don't have to look for it. Uh, it's the main reason I've been able to sleep so well so the past few nights. Thank you. Uh, Reven says uh, they don't like the podcast. Uh, they're looking just for ASMR triggers, which is this ASMR-y, but, uh, uh, hey, hey, how about some HGLP, says, uh, from Canada, says, amazing, does exactly what it says every single time. Uh, AJ says, it's like a lifesaver. Uh, audiobooks used to be my go-to, but then I get invested in the plot. Uh, voice and stories soothing enough to help me unfocus. And Siva Play, which we may have thanked before, but I'll thank him again. Uh, Sleepy Man, my husband and I love this podcast. If I forget to turn it off, uh, he says, don't forget to turn off Sleepy Man or Sleepy Man time. Oh, turn on. I've always suffered from some insomnia. This podcast works. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, uh, for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you review the show anywhere else, let me know. And uh, don't forget Sleep Vale is a proud member of Night Vale Presents. You can check out all those amazing shows over at nightfailpresents.com.